In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Cleveland. I'm here with my co-host Jack. Jack, how are you, buddy? I'm good. Absolutely result today. Um, and it keeps the hope alive that if we run the table, the miracle could happen, however unlikely it still is. Mate, have you got any idea what the percentage is right this second? No, because uh, football outsiders oh. don't do their DVOA until uh, usually about Monday afternoon. All right, cool. But yeah, mate, I'm looking forward to that percentage. What do you reckon it's going to be? 0.5? Um, I think it's probably going to be higher. It'll probably be Ooh. over one again. Um, I'm only guessing because of um, it'll obviously take into account there's less games which uh, have got to go our way. So uh, who knows? All right, excellent. Well, let's, let's start what we're doing every single uh, uh, post game. Let's start looking at the offence, mate. So I thought the um, here's just the uh, numbers in terms of the passing offense. Uh, pull them up. We have Jack. got um, Baker Mayfield, um, 18 completions on 22 attempts, Oof, 238 excellent. yards, one TD, um, and just to do the uh, great Cleveland Baker off challenge, um, you win the yards because you went 250. Mm. I win the touchdowns because I went two and you went three. I win the interceptions as a row, so it's a, it's a Baker-off win for me. Um, in terms of the receiving yards, Rashad Perryman was our top receiver with two catches for 81 yards. Jarvis Landry caught three uh, for 57 yards, one TD but one fumble. Njoku, three for 35 or four. Um, Dontrell Hilliard, two for two, um, 20 yards. Rashad Higgins, two for three, 19 yards and one fumble. Nick Chubb, um, four of six for 17 yards. Austin Charles, one for one of nine yards. And Callaway um, caught one for one, but it went for zero yards. Okay. I thought Landry had a better game than uh, them stats, to be fair. No, he, other than the one big catch he made um, for the touchdown, didn't really do much in the passing game, which is obviously what you're paying for and it's the key thing that wins games is how you perform in the passing game. Um, it, it was, there was two highlight moments. One's the incredible throw. I still think, until I can watch it on all 22, it's a bit of a dangerous play, <laughs> but it's one of them that if it goes the right way, you're hailed as a uh, great quarterback and if it goes the wrong way, you're absolutely slaughtered. But, um, that obviously the fumble from Jarvis was just pathetic rookie style play, outstretched arm, holding it incorrectly, and uh, boom, you you're never gonna keep hold of them um, while you're doing stuff like that. So, yeah, it was just an average game on the uh, in terms of passing um, offense for him. Do you think he's gonna get a thousand uh, yards this season? No, I, I still don't think he's due the thousand. Uh, Receiving yards, I think he's set to fail all the targets I set him at the start of the season. But uh, it is what it is. We move on. 
God, mate, you're like Peter Smith, mate. You just don't like the guy, do you? Just facts. As I gave you that opportunity at the start of the season. I gave four easy targets that you should easily be able to achieve. Um, and lo and behold, he's unfortunately not doing it. And uh, I, I wanted him to prove us wrong and go out there and uh, change the player he was and elevate um, the team around him. And he's not done it. And that's disappointing because, hey, you can sign a player and they can become something that they weren't at their last team, but uh, he, he's not proving that so far. Anyway, mate, we just won, so let's let's get really positive, okay? Let's let's go for it. What you, um, you brought up, Jarvis? So uh, that's on you, mate. Yeah, well, I'm happy with him, mate. Uh, I saw his post-game uh, uh, speech; he was super positive. Baker's positive. It seems like in the dressing room, it's all good. So, yeah, mate. Um, yeah, I'm loving him at the moment. Yeah, I think it's one of them that Baker continues to throw to whoever's open. Obviously, very accurate. Um, 18 of 22 is insanely high at 82% completion. Um, and it's one of them just keeps ticking over. Um, we don't need to invest heavily in any particular receiver, I don't think. It's just keeping several good players out there. Perryman's obviously had a good shot um, today. I think you're going to see him and Callaway competing for what's going to be that deep target. Um, in every game so that's two players that they can do a job and hopefully Callaway can keep developing and Perryman yeah he'll, he'll get a contract to hang around next season yeah Higgins um got him as well obviously uh, he gave away that fumble as well yeah oh it's he's, he's a different job in an offense he's not going to be you're taking the top off the defense that's not Higgins role um he's very much more slot across the middle um so, yeah, I think it's a case of you're looking at Callaway and Higgins, um, sorry, Callaway and Perryman competing for snaps, Higgins and Landry competing for snaps, and then you just need that other uh, receiver that can get in there and uh, make things happen. Okay, great. So, mate, what are we going to give it out of 10? I think seven. Um, if it wouldn't have been for the two fumbles, I think you can go eight, but if you're getting one touchdown and two fumbles, then I, I think seven's uh, it was above average, but it wasn't great. Um, I, I think seven is a solid number. All right, well, I feel eight, and maybe this is going to be the um, different, different, different age, different, you know what I mean. Um, O-line, do you think uh, they were more of a seven or an eight? I, th- I don't think it was a great day for the O-line. We gave up some sacks where we hadn't before. Um, and I, I just I think they were weaker. Um, There's quite a few times where... Greg Robinson, even though still solid, didn't have as good a game as he's had recently. So I, th- I think it's one of them where there's still development needed. Um, Tretter, um, there was a time when our backup centre, is it Callis, um, was warming up. So they thought they would have to bring him in. I think it was in the second or third quarter. So um, I, I, th- I think it's different if they're all healthy and functioning. I, I still think seven. All right, let's go F7 then, mate. And uh, Tretter, mate, he must be thinking to himself, come on, three more games and I'm going on a bloody good holiday. Yeah, and then, uh, well, the question marks are hanging over his head because if Corbett, they are potentially lining up as the next centre, it could easily be this off-season they look to move Tretter on. Um, So even after his great play this season, the fact that he's put his body through all this, he's not guaranteed to be here next season. Mm, It's a shame, isn't it, but... As you know, you're a cap expert. It may make sense. 
Well, it's one of them that, that you can't take a player in the second round and then have no path to them playing. So um, it's one of them that they're obviously looking at someone in the Betonio, Zeitler and Tretter that they're probably going to move on. So it might be the case that they just have no intention of playing Corbett and we'll have to wait till year three before he does anything. But it seems odd to make a decision like that. Yeah, what do you... Um... What do you think? They've got three more games left. Why don't we just give Corbett a go at playing centre for um, for four quarters? I, I think it's a case of if we um, are out of playoff contention um, and they're confident that he can defend uh, Mayfield and it's not going to create any problems, then it wouldn't surprise me if they give him sort of the last couple of games. But if we keep winning, um, there's no reason to uh, bench the guy. Yeah, and he's not. He's been injured as well, hasn't he? So. Oh, yeah. I think he's been questionable since like week three or four of the season. So, uh, no, he's absolute battle through and uh, he keeps playing. All right, good. Well, giving it a seven out of ten. Now let's talk about the um, running game. So, the running game top rusher today was Nick Chubb, 13 carries for 66 yards and one touchdown. Jarvis Landry, two carries for 54 yards and one touchdown. Baker Mayfield, four carries for two yards. Um, that's probably hampered by the fact there was them a couple of kneels. Um, Duke Johnson, um, two carries for minus six yards. Um, and that's the four of them that did the rushing today. Mm. And uh, how did uh, Chubb actually do against uh, um, McCaffrey in the end? McCaffrey. So um, Chubb went for 73 yards. You predicted 180 and I went with 112. <laughs> um, it was a nice bold prediction when you made it. <laughs> um, McCaffrey had a much quieter day than he has um, in the last few weeks. Only went for 101 yards. You went for 150. I went for 147. So that's double win for me right there. And mate, I think with him playing reasonably well, you're going to beat me in the uh, in my fancy in our fancy league as well, aren't you? In the playoffs. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure that in both the Premier League and the more important one, obviously there, that I'm going to take a win in both. I've got George Kittle going off as we speak. So uh, it's looking like it's going to be a comfortable win. I'll probably end up taking digs out my lineup because something like a minus 10 digs on a Tuesday morning would be enough to kill me. So, uh, no, it's, it's looking comfortable now. The predicted score is me to take 120 and you to get 83. So... Uh, <laughs> It's uh, it's not looking too close with uh, McCaffrey and uh, Kittle going off. It's uh, time to ride it into the sunset. Oh dear. Well, uh, okay. Well, what number we're we gonna give the uh, uh, running game? I think a six or seven. I think there were some really nice pieces by um, Kitchens to uh, scheme open some stuff. My favourite one was the. Uh, the Baker one where he, he goes to make the pass and uh, he hands the ball off um, backwards to uh, Nick Chubb. It's another one of them that it looks so fun when you see it, but if it goes wrong, everyone's like, what on earth is he doing? No, I, mean, I know exactly the, the play you mean. It was awesome. Yeah, it, but it is one of them that if, if he accidentally drops that ball or it's not a clean connection, then uh, everyone's going mad, but it just works so, so well. Yeah. Um, and uh, Perry, uh, was it Perryman? I think also came out and said the um, two run plays to Jarvis Landry were identical play calls, which is uh, poor for a defense to uh, 
give up um, twice to that in a game, but uh, it's one of them that, yeah, it, if you scheme anything open well enough, then anyone can pick up a ball and run through empty space. Yeah, what did you think about the um, the Landry uh, callback throw trick play? Um, I th- I thought it was a much easier read that he should have thrown to. I think he tried to force it a bit, and I think Nick Chubb went up with the aim of trying to uh, almost as the defensive back trying to stop an interception. I think there was a player open, clear over the field, and I think he should have just taken the easy throw to get the first down rather than trying to force it and go for a touchdown. I like the idea of the play call. I just think Landry needs to read that play slightly better. And I don't know who it was. I don't know if it's in Joku over the middle of the field where he could have uh, thrown that ball. Yeah. I think that's five trick plays and none working yet. But at least um, every defence knows we've got them up our sleeve. Yeah, it's something that uh, keeps them honest. And uh, you never know what's going to happen. I think Big Ben has just gone to the locker room. So uh, that could be some bad news for the Steelers there as well. No, that's good news for us. Um, so, um, we'll go seven again for the running. Yeah, I think seven's fair. Um, if I had to go one slightly better than the other one, I'd go with the pass play, but slightly better than the uh, run play. But uh, no, they, they were both above average and uh, solid. Okay, great. Uh, moving on to defence. I've got to say, it felt like that we were missing some serious tackles in um, the first three uh, quarters. Yeah, the the quality of the tackling was very, very poor. Um, the numbers, Cam Newton, 26 completions, 42 attempts. That's 265 yards on one interception, but that was in garbage time. Um, Taylor Hinkey, one for one, 33 yards. Um, and just their top receivers, um, there's three of them. Curtis Samuel, four of eight for 80 yards. Ian Thomas, the rookie, nine for 11 of 77 yards and DJ Moore five of eight for 67 yards um Christian McCaffrey and Javius Wright were the other uh, receivers who got in the range of 30 to 40 yards each so uh no it was one of them that uh, we didn't allow them to get to do too much in the game but it was it was quite weak at times um we needed to do a lot more um, and it's it's just one of them. I was going to tweet what's going on. We've now learned to catch, but we can't tackle. Um, yeah, I just felt that um, it felt like we just kept on. There were so many opportunities to bring players down, and we just didn't keep them down. And that there was holes, and even like Showbert like missed a, a key tackle, and yeah, it's just very frustrating. Yeah, it, it's just something they need to go away and work on um, because there's good players like Schobert that generally always usually get his tackle in and uh, it weren't working for him today. It might just be one of them. It's a bad day at the office. They're not easy people to tackle. Cam Newton's obviously with the size of him. McCaffrey's a bit tricky. But, um, yeah, it's, it's one of them. Hopefully you scratch it up as a bad day and uh, hopefully next week they'll be a lot better. Yeah. All right, great. Well, let's look with the... Um... Uh, passing uh, defence, what number are you going to go with? Um, I think six or seven. Um, I think it was one of them games It was solid but not exceptional. Um, and I just think it's the tackling in the secondary that uh, not so much after the initial catch, just then stopping it becoming a bigger play that was the annoyance. Yeah, I thought um, uh, T, uh, TJ Carey had a good game. 
Yes and no. Um, it, it was weak, some of the flags against him. Um, but that was another thing that kept their passing offense down was the fact that they were getting um, yards, but via flags rather than via passes. So uh, I think it's a case of TJ Carey needs to just be careful. There was a couple of them. It's, it's a weak flag of if he'd have had this hands on the numbers rather than on the side of his jersey, there was one of them that he'd got away with. Um, just need to be careful. Um, but obviously, he's there as a slot cornerback. He's playing outside because Gaines and Ward are both out. So uh, these things are going to happen. Yeah. And yeah, man, I just thought it was, uh, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was um, yeah, really good, um, good performance in, in the defense and, and reading situations, just the tackles just seemed to be uh, just, yeah, missing at times. And when we needed the defense to be there, it was, um, it was strong, which, which we all know that's the Browns defense. Yeah. And um, defence uh, running. Uh, what grade are we going with? Was it six? I want to be a bit more positive, mate. I don't know. Just... You want to go another seven? Yeah. But I think if, they, if, if they're all going to be seven, I'm going to probably rate them one to four just to try and give some uh, sort of... Don't worry. We're going to be ending the sevens here. <laughs> So, we've got uh, Christian McCaffrey, 16 carries for 63 yards and two touchdowns. Cam Newton, five carries for 23 yards. Javarius, right, uh, one for five. Cameron Artis, Payne, one for five. And then Alex Armour and uh, DJ Moore both had a rush each, but for zero yardage. Um, we were just getting gushed every time they were running. Despite none of them really going for big runs, they were just always able to sort of run for the four or five yards that really damaged us. So uh, it's something we definitely need to work on. Yeah. We go another seven? Oh, not a chance. I was thinking four or five. Um, the fact that they were easily able to run on us and get that first down when they needed it, um, it's not good enough. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like, Run defense is nowhere near as important as pass defense. I would say you're looking probably one and a half times more important, if not more, is your uh, pass defense. So I'm happy in a way that if all that's happening is we're getting cut up a bit in the pass game, uh, sorry, in the run game, but our pass defense is strong then. That's all good with me, but we need to reduce the amount of yardage we concede each week because on the start of the season, we were relying on that in turnovers and they were great. Turnovers are not a sustainable stat. Um, they're going to go up and down, um, and the ball will bounce different ways. So uh, I think four or five for our run defence. They struggled, but it's not the end of the world. Mm. Okay. Uh, I've got to say, though, talking about defence in general, I thought um, Miles Garrett looked like an absolute beast tonight. Oh, he is. Um, and I've, I thought we were, he was unlucky on the strip sack. I understand what they were saying of his arms extended, but he weren't trying to pass that. Um, so, I, I think uh, it's a bit harsh. It's, it's down to poor rule, really, rather than uh, the, the refs calling it wrong. Yeah, and um, obviously Ogba was heavily involved in that play as well. And um, yeah, I thought, once again, Avery, uh, some key moments, he was in there 
uh, getting some of the uh, limelight, which is great. Yeah, I still think it's going to be a case of uh, getting Ogba at the end of this season, getting him to put on about £15 and moving him to the three technique. I think you'll see him uh, as a lot more successful player there. Yeah, good. I'm looking forward to going back to the uh, the tape. Um, obviously, I watched it in the Hippodrome with a load of fans drinking booze. and it's, it's difficult with no sound to see exactly what's going on. You've got a lot better um, watching at home. Um, but yeah, did, um, did uh, Chris Smith uh, have a good game, do you know? Um, yeah, them couple of moments. The trouble is, when, when you're watching it for that first time, you're not actually spending that much time looking at the trench work, so your O-line and D-line. You're more interested in sort of them, them key matchups on the back end. So I'm watching it going, oh, is, is this receiver free? Is he going to throw it there? So I'd need that sort of second attempt to really sit there and uh, look at what's going on on the uh, D-line and O-line, respectively. Go on, mate, say it. I need to watch the tape, just like you would. Uh, I, I, I can grade what the uh, whole offence is doing. I don't need to uh, go and watch the tape. But uh, if you want to ask me about Chris Smith, uh, he did all right. But uh, I couldn't tell you that much more now. All right, excellent. All right, f- mate, we won. So I want to be a bit more positive. Give it a five out of uh, ten. No worries. Special teams. Um, it was a couple of dodgy moments but uh, it's one of them it's not the end of the world um, we had Greg Joseph two field goals both completed the longest was 49 yards uh, he completed two of three extra points because um, the play was called dead um, we moved forward five yards and then he sliced it hit the post um, punts um, Colquitt had three punts um, didn't get any of them inside the 20 unfortunately um, kickoff returns Tanner Vallejo won for two yards but that wasn't so much the lack of return it was kicked right to the sideline so he just had to run it out and a punt return one for uh, Peppers that went for 19 yards yeah um, special teams what do you think do you think we just need a new uh, coach in there oh we certainly need a new special teams coach um, when you're hiring one that's been worst in the NFL for the last three years um, why are you expecting him to be any better um, in a new place? Um, and part of it's just, it's that continuing to develop a roster. When you've got that young roster and lots of your fringe players aren't, they're not really special teamers. Um, you've got some people like Tanner Vallejo who are uh, that natural special teamers. I'd much rather see someone like Jeff Janis there as sort of a fifth and sixth wide receiver. Um, because they can offer you a lot in that um, special teams game. So I think it's just hopefully next season, get a new coach in there, get some more development with them sort of bottom players on the roster and uh, have some of them in there who are just just special teams. It wouldn't mind me if there's three or four that we never expect to see take an offensive or defensive snap, but they are special teams beasts. Yeah, good point there, Jack. I think... um... Uh, I'm going to come to the big picture in a minute, actually, so I'm not going to say any more. I'm going to talk about, ask you a few questions about Greg Williams in a minute. But um, special teams, what are we going to rate? I think a six. I think it was just, it was just solid. Um, it's nothing special. Yeah, I missed an uh, extra point, but it's one of them. Yeah, I actually felt sorry for the guy missing that otherwise because he's been quite confident and he got the, uh, the, the long ones for him. 
in today. So, um, yeah, it feels like he doesn't seem to miss that much. But he, maybe maybe I'm not looking at the stats properly. Maybe he has missed uh, quite a few uh, over the uh, period. Well, it's one of them. He hasn't had that many uh, field goals to kick. So, yeah, it's one of them. Just We'll bring someone in probably at camp to uh, go against him. Probably an undrafted free agent or some free agent on no money. Um, and they'll have a kicking contest and one of them will hang around and keep them on low guarantees. And if you want to move on and sign someone else, then by all means do it. I, th- I think it's one of them. You just don't really give any guaranteed money to a kicker because it's one of them. If, if, if your head goes in the position, you want to be able to cut them and move on to someone else. Um, I've got some good stats here about what the Browns win today meant for us. So it's the first time we've had a winning record at home since 2007. Ooh, I like that, mate. The Browns are three and two since Greg um, Williams took over. Um, their losses are the 11-2 Kansas City and the 9-4 and Houston. Three wins in their last four games. Last time the Browns had three wins in a four-game span was week 9-12 to in 2014. And Baker Mayfield was sacked 20 times in his first six games. In the five games since Freddie Kitchens took over play calling, he's been sacked three times. Mate, great stats. What was the one you uh, told me about Chubb as well? Ooh. Let me spot find that one out. Um, there's also a great one about um, Baker Mayfield on a massive positive um, projection at the minute. So the Baker Mayfield one is, um, so this was before today, Baker Mayfield needs one TD pass today to become the third player in the Super Bowl era to record at least one passing TD in their first 10 career starts. So he's now achieved that. I don't know who the other two are, but um, everyone seems to be sending that tweet to Colin Coward just to... uh, (laughs) And the Nick Chubb one is, Chubb is the first Browns player with a rushing TD in five straight games since Greg Pruitt in 1975. Only two Browns running backs have ever had um, longer streaks, and that is Hall of Famers Leroy Kelly and Jim Brown. Mate, love the facts, mate. So, my question to you now, Jack, is Greg Williams. Got this great record at the moment. Do you want him as a coach next year? As a coach or as the head? Sorry, head coach. No. Okay, that, that's um... there, there's just no way um, he's fit for that role. Um, you, you've seen it before with Premier League clubs and other sports of that caretaker manager comes in, you get the nice bounce. Um, that doesn't really lead to long-term success. I, I would be more than happy if the new person comes in, they go, actually, I'd like to keep you here as a defensive coordinator. Got no issue with that, but I don't want him as my head coach. Do you see that um, Matt Campbell's all signed up now? He won't be coming to the Browns? Yeah, so Matt Campbell's off the list. I, I still think um, Mike McCarthy is the cert favourite. Um, and I think it might it, someone might go and interview and jump off the page. But I, I, I'm at the stage now where I, I'm pretty much just accepting that he's probably got the job. Okay. Um, all right, good. Well, Jack, we've got the win, mate. We've got the win, and uh, next week you'll you'll be over at mine watching the game with me. So uh, 
it's a short week because uh, we've only got six days um, because next week we're playing on the Saturday. Yeah, and you called five wins at the start of the season, if I'm correct? I believe I did, yes. And I called six? Yep. Three games left. What do you think we're going to do in the next three games, Jack? Um, well, based on how awful the Broncos are currently playing at the moment, it wouldn't surprise me if we win the first couple. Um, I've got no concerns about uh, the Bengals. Um, but the Ravens just seem to find a way to edge it out. They took the Chiefs to overtime today. Um, so they might be a harder proposition than you'd assume. Mm. They lost, though. They did lose in extra time in overtime, but we're not as good as the Chiefs. Um, so they're definitely competitive. Did you see in the red zone uh, how Lamar Jackson looked? No, I weren't watching red zone. Okay. I saw he got uh, stripped uh, at one point. So uh... he, he had a head injury at the end, so he, he missed the last play. Uh, um, my boy, um, RG3, came in and had a, had a couple of plays at the end. Um, I think they were unlucky not to have a pass um, interference flag, which would have taken them to a first down um, and kept that drive alive. But uh, hey, it's one of these things. All right, and who's your man of the match? Um, if I was going to have to hand out a game ball, I'm going and giving it to Freddie Kitchens. Well, he's not a player, mate. You can still give a game ball to a coach. So, Freddie Kitchens is getting my game ball. I think he had an absolutely incredible day. The players are playing for him. He's scheming stuff open and it, it looks very positive. What about you? Uh, I'm going to go with Baker Mayfield. I know it's an easy choice, but yeah, I thought um, his comeback um, was great. Yeah, I, I, I think he's solid. Um, he's motivating the players around him and that's all you can ask for a quarterback. Make everyone else better. Yeah, and it's uh, all these great stats you said earlier on, but a key thing is we have got a franchise quarterback in place. Yeah. He's making the difference and uh, it's just seeing how long it will uh, run for and then hopefully with an off-season he can really work with those uh, other wide receivers and uh, develop. And as well, the advantage we'll have next season is we get two-week head start on the other teams because if we hire a new head coach, then you get to start training camp, I believe, on the 1st of April rather than the 15th of April. Good knowledge, Jack. You're just impressing me all the time, mate. Uh, I was having a Google these things as I'm uh, looking about how we uh, fill show content all the way to the NFL draft. Well, mate, you start Googling how to make chicken wings because next weekend I'm coming to your house and I'm going to challenge you on chicken wings. Well, I just use a pre-ready-made sauce right out of the old uh, pot. So, uh, yep, I'm good. Well, you may be able to beat me at Giraffe. You may be able to beat me at the uh, Cleveland Bake Off Challenge every week. Well, wings, mate. This is my forte. Well, we'll see. We will see. All right, Jack. Changes here. What a great win. And, mate, I'm just super excited at the moment. I just, mate, it's just buzzing. I just, mate, we, remember last season, like, losing every bloody game. And now we're like, yeah, Greg Williams, 3-2, mate. Wicked, mate. Just, just, we're up there now. Just think what would have happened if we didn't return Hugh Jackson this season. We'd probably be in a playoff spot by now. Oh dear. The uh, Hugh Jackson uh, stats ain't looking good at the Bengals either, are they? 
I survived the Hugh Jackson era. <laughs> All right, mate, let's wrap it up. Come on, the Browns. Massive loads of shows this next week. We've already got them booked in. It's going to be big guests, big guests, big guests, big guests. Here we go. Change is happening. Change is here. There's change.